0: Did you respect Sanctuary of the Lord as a kid growing up in his church? No. I. Um, my mother would oftentimes uh, pinch me underneath my arm nice. and walk me outside. <laughs> in black churches, you have to put up a finger if you're ever moving. So she'd have one finger <laughs> up, and then she'd have me pinch under the arm and then take me. What is to... the
1: finger symbol? Yeah, First of all, it's a pointing finger. not seen like that it's so many a times.
0: Straight index finger. I think it's sort of like an, like an ongoing. Excuse me. I I'm need sorry. a moment. I yeah. need a moment. Like excuse if me. you're like, oh, sorry. Got gotcha. you. Know? So you it's just yeah, that with one hand, the the deep armpit pinch with the other hand to my dad's office to give me a spanking and then tell me to like
1: you know fix Get my your face act together and then go back Get out So the one finger up is basically a signal that says don't send the deacon after me. I'm about to spank it.
2: to the Legible Church <laughs> Podcast, where we help churches focus on clarity, transparency, and targeted communication. Right. And I'm Maria Price. I have the privilege of being your host.
1: I am Justin Pardee. I had the privilege of sitting across the table from the host. Oh, thank you. I'm Dex Alexander, and I have the privilege
0: of just asking questions this episode. Ooh, I don't know. Yes. I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm not privy to what we're talking about. Mm. I just do know that this is content that yes. Party has got. 10 I have some years, strong
1: thoughts and feelings. Ten,
0: 10 years yes. of experience uh, crafting this mm-hmm. uh, content. So I'm prepare stoked. your thoughts and yeah. prayers.
2: <laughs> Let me tell you, when I first heard this content a couple of years ago, working with Justin, I thought every church needs to hear this. It's so good and so practical. Mm-hmm. And The title of this episode is. Stop making announcements. Mm -hmm. Stop making them. Stop making announcements. Wow.
1: AKA
0: How to Fire Sister So and So.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's right. If sister so if Sister So and So Yeah, that's awesome. Gets up there every single week, does her thing. Yeah. And it's awkward for everyone. Listen, just say so so sorry, sister. We're not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not a you thing, it's a us thing.
2: And Mm -hmm. that's legibility. Division. There you go. There you
1: go. So this is like, honestly, uh, this idea of stop making announcements is a really big deal. I mean, y'all, we all went to church this weekend, announcements left and right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. If 10 you make, minutes if worth. you make yeah exactly <laughs> if you make this is what, this. Is, honestly i think this is the easiest change you can make as a church to have the biggest impact on the overall experience that you have when you gather together and this became really important to me so you guys know so i spent 10 years on staff at this really large church in the last seven or so years i had the role of marketing and communications director yes and in our context that meant i was at the broadcast location hosting the services right the mc who would get up there yep. essentially i was the announcement guy that's yes, the, that's what yes it was. you were. You know, actually, we were on staff, and you in mm-hmm. Dex, you made the call like, hey, we're not doing these mm-hmm. bulletins full of announcements anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then at the time, we also had like a video that was yes. sharing announcements as well. And yes. you said, both of these are done because these are incredible time sucks. So then, I had to get up and start working on announcements. Yeah. And we did all kinds of crazy experiments. Man, yeah. we, we, we uh, experimented. Do we do announcements here right before the sermon? Do we do them here at the end of church? We, we did a whole bunch of that. Eventually we launched this whole effort where we basically did our own little version of a 10 minute talk show before the service yeah. to try and make an experience mm-hmm. out of announcements. And we got a ton of involvement and people, pe- get there yeah, on getting people on time, <laughs> all those kinds of things. We, we did a ton of experience, but the uh, experiments with announcements, but the best Uh, change and experiment we ever did with announcements was to just stop making them. And and this whole thing for me happened because I would be on stage all the time at the multiple services and in front of the, the room. I had an experience one Sunday that just changed the way i thought about what was happening in the room you know pastors church leaders worship leaders whatever you're you're up on stage every single weekend uh you you're guaranteed not to miss on church right because it's part of your job it's part right. of your responsibility it's your commitment to the lord as a volunteer in his church whatever but it, it's really easy for us to just kind of get into autopilot mode and go yeah. this is how we do church every single weekend mm-hmm. well one one weekend i just was completely shaken by something i saw when i walked out to do the announcements and it just changed my perspective on a lot of things so to back up, I got to give you context. My wife, when I married into my wife's family, it is a large family, right? There's mm-hmm. a, it's just a, a lot of families through uh, a couple of divorces and things like that. There's just. When you get together for the, the holiday gatherings or whatever, there is a lot of people, Everybody and there's, awesome. there's like a whole chunk of the family mm-hmm. that they're not just not church people, they're kind of anti-church people, mm. right? They would hassle all of us church people and be like, we've been watching golf all day. How's your morning going <laughs> when, when we show up to Easter? <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. We're always late for Father's Football. Day. Yeah, and they're, yeah, exactly. So they would always hassle us and all these things, and um, th- yeah pretty much everyone in that family, they didn't just not go to church. They were they were kind of aggressively anti-church. And um, one day, somebody in, one day I get out and I walk to uh, the front of the stage, getting ready to make announcements at church at the early service, 8.15 in the morning, walk out on stage and sitting right smack dab in the front row in the center three chairs is one of the members of that family, mm. her new husband and her teenage son. Mm. Front row. And I just was floored. Because I knew a little bit of what was going on yeah. in their family's life. Mm-hmm. And I knew that things were not right. I knew her son was struggling with alcohol, drugs, mm-hmm. all kinds of ups and downs. The, his, his, whether he's going to complete high school was up in the air. And the thing that just shook me was wondering, wow, how bad must things have been for these guys this week? Mm. If they're going to give this church thing a shot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I had to get and make announcements, you know, invite people to join the parking team. Yeah. Tell them about how to get. uh, The next event. Yeah. All those other events. And I just was like floored at how um, disconnected what this family member was looking for when she brought her husband and son to church and mm-hmm. what i was getting up offering yeah. her. And that's where i was like when i started getting this passion to figure out what does it look like to completely eliminate announcements, uh, start communicating to church. And 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 here's here's kind of the idea. Stop making announcements and start addressing people's actual needs. Right. Ooh, right? Preach. She she didn't need she didn't need to hear about events. She didn't need to hear about opportunities. Mm-hmm. She needed to hear that hey, we're going to try and have an encounter with God. We're going to um a remind ourselves of who God is as He's revealed, as God's revealed Godself through Jesus Christ, someone who loves, someone who uh, puts self sacrifice yeah. at the very tippy top of the way that God loves us. And um, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, we're glad that you're here. This mm-hmm. is a place where you can be safe. This is a place where you can check it out and yeah. see if what you're hoping God might have to offer is something God can actually come through. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, the, mm-hmm. just when I think about the the hope. That she must have had. Yeah. Like, you, do you, you guys have non-church people in your life?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if
1: they actually end up making it to church on the weekend, there's, Yeah, you know, I don't want to say desperation, but you, yeah. got, you got to imagine there's some kind of like, totally. I'm really hoping this thing can be everything that Maria has said yeah. it is when she's invited me to church all those times or... I,
2: know. Well, I always think, I wish I, you know, I sit and pray and hope, I hope the pastor says something about God's love or mm-hmm. says, you know, says something about the gospel message. Mm-hmm. And I hope the songs are resonating and encouraging, you know, those kind yeah. of things. I definitely mm-hmm. do. Well,
0: it's one of the things that I, mean, I know this episode is about making announcements, but it's one of the things I really hope churches would consider as they're programming their weekends is to program it with that level of desperation mm-hmm. for the people who are going to come, not to just have a happy week, you know, weekend sort of service or, or not just to, to be there uh, because it's what they do, but they came because they're desperately yeah. seeking a solution, uh, something to fill the gap in their lives, or to have that moment of salvation that they've heard mm-hmm. about. Uh, it's a big, huge deal when we talk about programming. So this mm-hmm. announcement part, obviously, is, is a big, huge part of that.
1: So if my, if my, if this concept of stopping making an announcements seems like a hot take, here's my, here's my real aggressive stance on this. If you are a church— Making announcements from the platform during your weekend services, that is a sign that you organizationally, as a church, care more about yourselves and what you are doing than the people that are in the church.
2: Mm.
1: Here's why. You have no idea no. who's showing up on that weekend, but you do know about the events that you have coming up. You, you are uh, forecasting and building, building, and I'm not—I don't want to neglect like the Holy Spirit and all those other kinds of things. But you are um, prioritizing the the thing that you want to be communicating as an mm-hmm. actual practical next step, mm-hmm. rather than prioritizing what is the experience of the people yeah. that are here in this weekend. So that to me, yeah. uh, a church that makes announcements on the weekends, I think that's a sign that you're missing it in terms of the opportunity you have to love and yeah. prioritize guests and. Visitors in your church, even your regular attenders, um, saying it like that makes
2: it serious, Justin.
1: That's how I feel. Yeah, that's how I feel. Okay, so so here's the here's when I've talked about this with other church uh, staff leaders, communication people, or whatever. It's like if you're not doing announcements, then then what do you do? So I, I do think that there is a yes. role for a non pastoral, right? Not not the person getting up to preach the sermon. Uh, maybe not necessarily even like the worship leader who's going to say some really great stuff to connect the dots for the worship songs mm-hmm. and explain why we're about mm-hmm. to sing the blood of the lamb and how that makes sense and yeah. don't run out of church right now if you're vegan or pita friendly or something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, for, thank you <laughs> for the context, worship leader. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that there is a role for someone to function um, as a host or like almost like the MC of a party, a yeah. party yeah. host. Mm-hmm. I, I would I call this a host. I think there's a role for a host, The per, mm-hmm. maybe the person who would traditionally be giving announcements on the weekend, I think there's mm-hmm. much better use of the platform time and of the microphone uh, that you can do to help people by prioritizing their needs and communicate in a way that keeps them coming back to your church, wanting to uh, get more deeply plugged into, and then mm-hmm. actually leads yes. them to the things that you would have otherwise had to have been announcing. Yeah, so the first thing— lives. It, yeah there you go okay so the first <laughs> the first thing also that I think that we can focus on is this context of just some pre-service guidance some pre-church guidance yeah um so so here's the here's the idea my uh, wife's aunt when she showed up to church that weekend they don't know what they're expecting mm-hmm. they'd heard about our church they knew it was one of the biggest churches in town and they're going to hopefully have some kind of encounter with God now, she drags her husband uh, to, to this church. Uh, he's got no idea what's about to go on. And th- this idea of thinking a pre-service guidance is going, man, what can I do? What can I communicate that helps set them up for success, helps them put them at ease, and simply so just give them a roadmap yeah. Yeah. for what's about to happen? Right. You know, in, in a lot of the modern, you know, Protestant churches specifically here in America, like it's so different. Like at least in the city in the, where, where we live and we've grown up, if, if people grew up going to church, maybe they grew up in a Catholic, very high church tradition where this is how things went every single weekend. Or maybe they grew up, even if they grew up in like a Baptist church or something like that, in the 60s or 70s, things are a lot different in church now, you know, like Mm -hmm. the skinny, skinny jeans was not a thing during the seventies and eighties when you went to church, right? <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, the amount, the amount of like over the top music and the, the right. things that are all put into that. Production that could be, value, yeah, exactly. That, stuff, yeah. that could be a lot for somebody who's not expecting that, right? They're expecting some kind of like serious, somber, sacred yeah. experience with God, you know? So, so saying, figuring out, Hey, how can we help these people? So I always want to just like, when I think through pre-service guidance, I want to w- welcoming people, introducing just even yourself as a host, you know, it was always funny to me that people would think I was a Priest, or they would call me like Father Justin, and I was like, I am a father; I have four children, but I'm just, (laughs) I'm just the dude that's here to help you out. Okay, introducing myself. That pre-service
0: stuff is super important for people like me, who I'm sort of walking in trying to figure out, okay, what's the next, like, what's gonna happen? Exactly. Yeah, uh, my wife made some dentist appointment for me because she uh, loves me and doesn't want to torture me personally. Uh, But so, (laughs) so, so I've been going to this series of dentist appointments. And the thing that I ask them before I even sit down in the chair is okay so what's going to happen today? Like what are we, what are we doing today? If you just give me that information, cool. I can I can bear through any yeah. level of uncomfortability, pain, or but any of sure that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it's that sense of it both being unknown and unusual. That double stack uh, is is a challenge that churches, any communicator can address. That can solve mm-hmm. at least the uh, unknown portion of it. It may still be unusual, but I've given yeah. you a heads up. What's around the corner? It's so
2: intimidating for non-church people really? walking in, not knowing what to expect. But the same is for me. I've gone to church my whole life. And I visit new churches and I'm like, oh, we're sitting down now. I was yeah. standing and, oh, we're doing this, you know, just knowing what to expect. Is and helpful. there's some
0: things that you enter into uh, that unknown part is a part of the experience that you're looking forward right, to. Absolutely. Churches are not that. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> no, you need to. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's one of those things, right? It's like getting, getting, taking away everything that might be an obstacle between what you actually hope people do, which is experience God. We can make a good
0: list of things that the unknown is not good for. Churches, Mm -hmm. dentists, Mm -hmm. uh, doctors, (laughs)
2: lawyers,
0: Babysitters, (laughs) (laughs) Babysitters, <laughs> babysitters. <laughs>
2: it's so true. When you're at the dentist, my my anxiety levels up. So when I hear the drill, it feels like I'm feeling the drill. You know? Yeah. yeah. So oh, you yeah. put it at ease. You're not. Your defenses aren't up. You're ready to hear. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's why, I, dude.
1: I like. I so when I, when I walk out during pre service guidance, I would try and figure out how, as quickly as possible. I, like this would be like about two minutes before service started. I want to figure out what does it look like to crack some kind of joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in the context to let people let yeah. people laugh and 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 put somebody you know well this is not that this is not like a place where you have to yeah. lock your personality down or yeah. whatever. And you so, made yeah,
2: fun of yourself a lot, which is so. I bright. definitely
1: well the, the reality is I'm a pretty easy target, and, <laughs> and self-deprecation. I, I mean, to me, is to me that's just the easy one, mm-hmm. and it's and it's uh it's giving somebody else the context to to laugh or chuckle a little bit, have some kind of just put them at ease, right? Okay, so pre-service, I, I think about doing some kind of well. Welcome. That, again, that's where I try and be funny. Vision casting a little bit, like let's just let people know what, who you are as a church, and why that matters, and what that has to do with what they're about to experience. If that doesn't make sense to you, you need to go back and listen to Legibility One Hundred yeah, One, the very yes. first episode of this Context. Just set people up, let them know why you know why you as a church exist, what you're all about, and hopefully that's going to connect with what your service actually looks like. Mm-hmm. And then this speaking of what your service looks like, give a service overview. Mm -hmm. So I love to be like, Hey, here's the deal. This is my friend, Eddie over here. He's got a great voice. I would always just like poke fun of him or whatever. Right. This is Eddie. He's going to lead us in in singing some songs. We're going to sing two songs before he uh, talks about some cool stuff that's going on here. We're going to sing another song before we jump into the sermon. After that's done, we do our, you know, like our time of giving that comes, sing one more song after that. The whole Mm -hmm. thing takes about an hour. Check out what I just did. In like eight to ten seconds, I gave you a roadmap for what to expect, mm-hmm. so that we're in the middle of the second song, and the guy who's never been uh, to church before, and his wife just dragged him, and certainly the <laughs> only time he ever stands up in rows next to people and sings songs is maybe if he's drunk enough during the seventh inning stretch. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Right? Maybe, right. maybe you're going to get me singing that. during that time, right? <laughs> Nobody ever does that. Now, in the middle of the second song, when we're singing all these things, uh, you know, and you go into the third bridge, and everyone. One's like really feeling it. You've given him context. He goes, okay, I just got to get through one, one more of these. And then we're going to sit down. Um, I I think that that thing, that Mm -hmm. whole thing is, is, is super, super helpful. And then the last thing I want to do is just invite people to participate. Say, "Hey, you know, we're going to throw some lyrics up on the screen. Do your best to sing along with us. You don't have to fully understand, but we'd love to have you here uh, to participate in whatever mm-hmm. way makes sense." Mm-hmm. So the first thing I think we, we way better than getting up in, to your church and making a whole bunch of announcements about the you know the rummage sale or the mission trip or the cool youth event or whatever. Man, why not just take a second to let people know, give them some pre-service guidance? That's the first big thing.
0: Yeah, to to just. Hammer this point home. It gives you a great opportunity pre-service to inform people at a time that they are uh, experiencing something for the first time. Even for people who've been there a number of times, just that information uh, is huge. Mm -hmm. But for people who are there for the first time, it gives you a chance to reflect your values, communicate your values. And for people to be able to visualize, see and take in, okay, this is the kind of place that it is. So it's important going back to the host and the type of person who is going to be on the platform executing these things that they are the kind of person who, uh, there's a through line between them as a person and whoever the communicator is, you know, over the course of the day. I always thought it was, it was awkward whenever there were two radically different types of energy. I'm getting used to the person who's the host. <laughs> And maybe they're a little bit quiet and a little bit introverted and kind of, you know, informational and that sort of stuff. And then the communicator for that weekend is like big and fun mm-hmm. and loud and all mm-hmm. the rest of that sort of stuff. Well, now I've got, you know, these two different things to get used to. If you can help to create a through line yes. between those those people in particular, that's a big, huge leap because that mm-hmm. helps to reinforce here's who we are. Like mm-hmm. this is what it looks like this weekend for us to be here. So,
1: Man, I've never thought about that, but you're, that is spot on insight. Yeah.
2: I like the pre-service thing, too, because then when you come back at the end of service or whenever you come back yeah. again, they know someone. Totally. They've seen them. Totally. You know? mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So, and most of the time when you get there for the pre-service intro, you can, you can tell who's new. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I'm used to being in a room with, I don't know how many seats were in some of those auditoriums. A lot. I'm in a room with like well over a thousand people, and you can usually tell who's new, right? Mm-hmm. Here's why. Somebody comes on stage with a microphone and starts talking, the new people are going to look and listen. They and pay on. attention. <laughs> Every okay? single time. The, the regular church people, they couldn't care less. They're yeah. ignoring they, you. They're, they're the talking, hugging, and all doing all that other stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's those new people, and that's an opportunity to connect with them and help set them at ease. It's one of the key ways, too, for you to be able to know who
0: has looked at the website. who hasn't Mm -hmm. because new people look for the time and I tell you most of the people who are in the service five minutes before or in the room five minutes before service starts are people who are brand new. Church people, we yep. show up whenever we show up. Yes. We already know we don't like the first song every single week yep. or it's taking us too long <laughs> or whatever. So or we're talking to you know somebody uh, in family ministries. We've connected with somebody in the cafe. We know, okay, I've got a solid 20 minutes yeah. before the pastor's <laughs> gonna be up so I can sort of take my time. The people who are there before, they are brand new, mm-hmm. and they've looked at your website, yeah. they saw the time, and mm-hmm. they got there on time.
1: Dude, that I mean, I visited so a church true. this last weekend, and that was exactly us. My On the drive there, we left our, our house with plenty of time, and my wife and I are trying to decide, do we have enough time to go through drive through and get coffee on the way to church? Right. And <laughs> uh, we decided, no, we're not going to, because yeah. we want to make sure that we're there about five mm-hmm. minutes before. Yeah. <laughs> we got to figure out what to do with yeah. our kids when we get there, yeah. so, yeah. Okay, so then, uh, that's the first thing. Instead of doing announcements, offer some pre-service guidance. Now every church in America, not everyone, but but most of them, have two to fourteen minutes set aside during their Sunday worship (laughs) service for announcements. The the much better use of that actual time during your service time instead of offering your announcements. I just I just say do a welcome, do a welcome. And the the advice I'm going to give here is so similar to that pre-service intro because you're essentially going to go through a lot of the same things. I don't give a service overview because we're in the middle of what's going on. But a welcome is just a time to identify with guests identify with the people who they're in the church, say, I'm glad that you're here. Here's what we're about. And maybe here's how to get connected. Hmm. Right? So one of the things, we went to church this last weekend and uh, my wife grabbed from the, the, the chairs in front of us, she grabbed a connection card and she filled out all the information. And then after church, she was like, what do we do with this thing? And I was like, I don't know. Let's just find we'll find like that guy, he was preaching. Let's, let's like, do you <laughs> want to hand it to, it to him? him yeah. yeah. And my wife was like, no, I don't want to hand it to him. And then I was like, okay, just, just like set it down on the chair and maybe somebody will find it filled out. Yeah. And hopefully it's not like a weird person who now has access to all of our information. Hopefully it's like <laughs> pastoral ministry. That is that is literally what we do. So what we would, what I advise, what I really think you should do is take, take a minute or two in time and just welcome people to church. And if they're if they're a guest, let them know how to connect with your church, yeah. right? Like what, what's going on? Hey, does, does your church have an app that is helpful if people want to know? Yeah. Does, your, uh, did, did they, um, does your church like hand out some kind of flyer on the way in? Maybe with sermon notes or something like that. Let them know, hey, in just a second, you know, we're going to jump into the message. Here's what it's about. Sometimes I would like to, I would actually use this time. I think you can use it to give context. Like if your church is in the middle of a sermon series, like yeah. I always love, like I would love to say, Hey, you're you're so lucky. You came here right at the beginning of a brand new series. Mm. Like this, you, you know, it's it's always horrible when you jump into a show like three episodes and mm-hmm. you got to go back. You're right. so lucky. You're at the very beginning mm-hmm. and just setting people up to be like, oh, cool. I'm lucky, right? Mm-hmm. I just told them. I don't know if they're actually lucky. I haven't heard the sermon yet, so I don't know. I'm making a <laughs> prophecy here in the call, but d- doing those kinds of things to give people context for where they're at, letting them know here's what I'm going to do. Uh, here's what to do with it with a connect card. Yeah. Hey, afterwards, you know, here's when an like a little offering is going to come by doing some of those things in mm-hmm. the context of service. And once again, really inviting people to participate. The, the This welcome is really similar to that pre-service intro in mm-hmm. terms of what the goal is. It's just tr- this idea of doing it at two different times. I think is really uh, kind of helpful because not everybody makes it to church on time.
0: Right. All right. So we've got the pre-service guidance, all that sort of stuff. We've got the welcome nailed down. So what's next?
1: All right. The third big opportunity you have as a host type personality to connect with people at your church with the thing they actually care about is during your time of offering yeah. or giving at your church. Um, now, I think we're going to do a whole podcast on how to do this whole money thing really well in the future. Is that right, Maria? We
2: are. That's okay. actually the
1: next the one. Next oh, it is episode. the very next make episode. Make
2: money makes sense. Okay,
1: yeah. making money. We're going to talk all about that next weekend. We got some some professional tips for you coming <laughs> coming in on that one. Doesn't
2: have to be awkward,
1: right? But yeah. but so. Mm, this could be connected to the welcome. It depends on how your church is going to do it, but the offering time is a really incredible time to connect with new people Mm -hmm. and let people know what's going on. Um, for new people, there's a skepticism, right? That churches right. are all are all about money. Not everybody has that, but a lot of people certainly do, right? Especially with bigger churches with high mm-hmm. production value, or even small churches with high production value, right? There's a little bit of skepticism of, do mm-hmm. you know, how much is how much does those lights and fogs and yeah. that fancy projector <laughs> <laughs> cost? I, I don't think they got the that at the Best Buy Labor Day Yeah, Desi. you don't want to know. The
2: pastor's driving a Rolls Royce now, huh? I'm like, no, he does not. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I purchased a Subaru. I know. Yeah, yeah that's that's that's. I don't know why I said I had purchased.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Father Justin in this Super Father room.
1: Justin. <laughs> when we're thinking about what we can do here during the call to offering, uh-huh. um, r- really just setting some kind of context. So this might be coming connected to your welcome. If you're going to do it all at one, uh, I, this is a great opportunity to kind of welcome people and then take the money. Uh, if you're going to do that all at the same time, maybe you're just going to give instruction for like, if you got a giving basket or, or whatever, but during the call to offering the, the, thing that we do here is we transition, like, be gentle, like, don't just be like, all right, so now we're going to take tithes and offerings. Well, what, what's a tithe? If I've never been to church and what, uh, what's an offering? Okay. So, transitioning into a moment knowing like having a sense for what's going on in the room which is really easy if you're transitioning from the welcome mm-hmm. into the call to offering because you've been in charge of what's going on in the room and then just jumping into a moment where you're going to talk about hey we this is a time of giving this is what the people that that are a part of this community do every weekend mm-hmm. some of them set it up online or whatever uh, and and that we do this because this is a part of yeah. what god has called us to do part of what it means to be a family member at this church mm-hmm. and it's how this church does some really incredible things mm-hmm. Give get simple giving instructions like let people know hey a bag or a bucket or whatever's going to come by here's how to participate. Uh, a lot of churches I've noticed like say hey if this actually happened to me if you're new here you don't have to give us money. Listen you guys are much better Christians than I am. I would never ever want to say that because I'm like if somebody's new and they want to give some money I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop them. But yeah. you, you guys have better hearts than me so maybe we should do a little. Spiritual check on whether or not <laughs> that's something that you should say.
0: Well, I definitely think it's one of the things, and we may talk about this a little bit more uh, in the next episode, but it's one of the things where you really need to figure out how can we best communicate to people who are insiders so that they know when we talk about money, it's not going to a Bentley or it's not going to a Subaru, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, right. you know, like, So we can talk about that. And then also, how do you talk to people who are here from the first time or are not used to giving at church or have entered into church already assuming, I know at some point they're going to ask me about money. What's the best way to communicate that? And I don't think that the call to offering on the platform each weekend is the time to fight that fight Mm -hmm. or the time to try to over-inform or the time to try to come across so humble that oh like we don't really need money you know from you if you're here for the first time be 100% honest about exactly. who you are and where you are and so one of the things that you know we talked about one of the the, the ways that we described this uh, when Justin and I were working together and communicating with this is being sure that you can communicate two things one that people can give to God that's a part of the tithing sort of thing if you're already a believer that's still, deal or you can give to good if you're here and you see the good that we've done in the community and you want to help support that do that You mm-hmm. don't have, I don't think you have to to back away from uh giving or the fact that obviously mm-hmm. with the lights being on and you sitting in a chair we had to spend money on those things yeah totally uh but it's i don't think the called offering is a place to try to fight any of those big social uh battles mm-hmm. over money and mm-hmm. the church and all the rest that's just not the place
2: i Dude, just love that that you're saying to be honest about where you are I think again, yeah. that's another way of establishing trust. Mm-hmm. As the host is just to be, hey, this is what you're going to expect, and the same, you know, whole sentiment in the offering, mm-hmm. like this is what it is, and this is what we do. We're going to receive the offering. Yeah, um, I, I think that's building yeah. trust again. There's
0: a yeah, ton more about this uh, next yeah. week. We'll get into some real detail uh, next week.
1: But yeah, but what we what we need to get to now is if we're going to actually stop making announcements. <laughs>
2: I actually want to actually ask, ask you a quick question sure you mentioned something about transitioning to a moment uh-huh. One thing I thought that you did really well that I don't see a lot of church hosts or communicators do is acknowledging one moment to the next mm. and I think that's another thing that um, the host can do well is acknowledge. One thing to the next. It's that through line that Dex was talking about.
1: Yeah. I'm, oh, absolutely. It's so important. You know, that's one of the reasons I would, as much as possible, like to sit in the room. Like even when I'm going to multiple services over the course of the weekend, like I want to try and sit in the room. You, I mean, you guys know. Yeah. Like you've been in 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 multiple service type church mm-hmm. environments or whatever where God is doing different things at different services. You know, mm-hmm. like trying to sit in the room or at the very least. Be paying attention to what's happening in the room, like the last five or ten minutes, if mm-hmm. I had to take yeah. a meeting or something, and really just trying to be super, super sensitive. And then, yeah, uh, w- one of the things I like to think of myself when you talk about transitioning into moments is the is like a, the thermostat for the room. Yeah. You guys know those um, those Nest thermostats? Yes. That, uh, when they first came out, they were so revolutionary because it was just like a circle on the wall that you could grab and crank it to the right if you wanted it to be yeah. hotter. Yeah. Crank it to the left if you mm-hmm. wanted it to be colder. And uh, by the way, I wish there was a way to like lock that because my three-year-old daughter, she knows, Mm -hmm. she'll just like get a stool and she (laughs) just thinks it's fun because it's something on attached to our house that she can spin and it lights up. And I'm like, oh, that's why it's 88 degrees in the house right now. (laughs) Anyways, I would always try and think of myself, I'm the thermostat. Like I need to walk into this room. If, for example, we're giving a cult offering and it's coming right after the sermon Mm -hmm. and the pastor is just like really challenged everybody on the way we love our neighbors or maybe some sort of deep um, Mm -hmm. uh, things from our past and talking about how God loves us. In the midst of our brokenness, and then we need to get a get transition and to get to be like, hey, yeah. let's get those checkbooks out. Right. <laughs> be, we have to be really sensitive about that, and uh, not just walking out straight into the middle of the room. Like Dex, you would always you've you've talked about numerous times. Like this is just like in a, the the people that we hate the most at a party, right? Yeah. That just jump into a conversation, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and it goes back to the point that you're making earlier about are you thinking more about you as an organization yeah. and the needs of the organization, or are you thinking more about the people and where mm-hmm. they are right now and to help, Carry the the to to uh, not just be a part of carrying the weight of those moments. It should be something that the host, the worship leader, uh, whoever is communicating uh, that weekend, that each one of them should hand in hand feel the weight of the entirety of that room going together. And it's not just that, but it's also helping to navigate that mm-hmm. for people to go, okay, here's a way that we can transition before. So acknowledging what happened before. Tying it to what's happening right now and then pointing to what's happening next. It's such a key uh, role for a host. Mm -hmm. Seriously,
2: Eliminating all that content really can help anyone who's communicating on the platform, including the worship leaders too, right? Mm -hmm. So they can acknowledge the moment and help transition the moment. When people are walking out to speak, they're not thinking, I have to cover all these things. They're just thinking about what's happening. And the people in the room, which is mm-hmm. so clarifying. I think yeah, it's so I, good.
1: I visited another church like nine months ago, and um, they came out of, I don't know what, what the, you guys know, I'm not so great with worship songs, but like, it was one of those worship songs where it was real powerful. Yeah. We said the same phrase like over and over again for like yeah. the last 90 seconds, and everyone's like, totally feeling it and yeah. then the band comes down the guy comes out to walk to the stage um, and the music is still playing you know like mm-hmm. you got your keys person gently tinkling along all, the all feels, those keys. All the yeah feels. all that stuff's mm-hmm. still going and then the guy walks out he's like the campus pastor and he just said we are opening another campus in three months or something like this and he had like huge level of excitement for this thing <laughs> and even the people who went to this church were like Okay, give me a second. I can get excited about that, but I'm kind of just, I kind of was just in this. I don't know, like place with Jesus. Um, So you need to to help me pull this out of there.
0: Yeah. It's the thing that we hate about other experiences. I mean, you know, the point that you're making before about people at a party, that's one of just my, my biggest pet peeves is just people who can't read the room and don't have a real sense of, you know, what's going on. We also hate like in movies too, one of my bigger frustrations with movies is you can tell some plot device that somebody was like, just wouldn't shut up about as they were all collaborating on it (laughs) and the movies coming along. And then out of nowhere, some dumb thing falls Mm into, to the film that was like, what is, is that, that deal? <laughs> to me, that is the same sort of thing that happens when mm-hmm. you've got any any person who is uh, 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 trying to communicate on the platform if they don't read what has just happened they're just so focused about what I have to do right now it really is a, 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 a turn yeah. off like it's just a real people I think are, are resistant it, it, it's it's more difficult for people to receive that information than it has to be yeah uh, and if you can just be focused on trying to turn that Man. all you know together so anyway.
2: such good stuff yeah. So since we're stopping making announcements, right? We have the men's pancake breakfast Saturday, the mm-hmm. women's tea, the youth beach bonfire. We, mm-hmm. We're recording this podcast in Southern California. We have youth beach bonfires. Yeah, all that stuff.
0: yeah I, I do good things for homeless people. Yeah, and I really like uh, being able <laughs> to like change the windshield wipers in people's cars that need it. That's my ministry. Mm-hmm. And then later on this week, there's a knitting for Jesus
2: yeah. thing yeah. that I quilting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That I have to do. So Uh can you, You
1: guys are. I realize this is all fake made up things in the moment right now, but I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed with the spiritual pressure. Each one of those things I described is (laughs) an actual thing. So we all
2: know in all seriousness that some of those more, you know, small and intimate events have, you know, have done well for Mm -hmm. a lot of people to connect with the community. So they serve, you know, some importance. So how do we, how do we get the information out for that if we're not making that announcement from the platform on the weekend services?
1: I told you there's three things that we got to do. And this is, or I told you there's four things we got to do. So far, we've only talked about three of them. This is the fourth one. This is the big one. This is how you get the word out. This is how you move your church. Uh, this is what you do instead of announcements. And this is what I call the call to action right? Uh, I kind of grew up, my dad was a self-employed entrepreneur, right? So he would always teach me sales tricks and things like that as I was trying to go around, like getting Mr. Evans to agree to pay me $12 to mow his lawn, that kind of stuff. Way, way, I was honestly just at like a $6 value, but I was trying to get people really pushing them up there on those things, right? A call to action. Anyone who's ever done sales marketing knows about these things. And that was the, the kind of experience that I brought when I came into this role of trying to communicate and help move our church. A call to action, I think, is the most important thing to do. Um, at the very end of your service, in the context of trying to bring uh, awareness and clarity, uh, legibility to everything that's happening in your church outside of the weekend services, here's the big deal. There's a lot that goes into a really effective communication strategy, but the the long and the short of it is this: If you are are really dialed in and doing things well as a church, well then whatever it is that you're pastor is preaching about, teaching on that Mm -hmm. particular weekend, Uh, should be uh, connected to the things that are coming up in your church, right? The things that are happening, right? So for example, um, are you trying to get a whole bunch of people in moved into small groups because you're committed? Uh, to small groups as a way for yeah. bringing community. Well, then when your pastor gets up and he talks about the value of community, maybe he does his Acts 2 sermon or the, what is it, Mark 3, you know, the friends lowering yeah, the guys, yeah, yeah. right? He's going to teach on whatever it is that's about friendship, that's about community, that's about people being in life. Right. That's the weekend. Where mm-hmm. at the end of service, you, you, you do a call to action where you say, listen, you, you don't need to make an announcement. Your, your pastor just talked about the importance of the thing that it is. All you need to do is just clearly tell people how to get into groups, right? The call to action is saying, Hey, you just heard our pastor yes. talking about the importance of community, what it looks like to figure out and how to plug into, um, some meaningful relationships in church. If you want to do that, on your way out, you can stop by that big purple balloon over there, and that guy that's standing there with an iPad will help you find a group. Or you can jump on the website and go to blah, 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 blah. Right? Giving clear, specific instructions. Yeah. if the one if, thing for people to do. So exactly. Good. Just one thing, right? So does you, is your pastor talking about... um Okay, here's a change. Maybe you can't, maybe you don't have the kind of context where you can control what the lead pastor is Mm going to preach and teach about, but what you can do is look and see what is your pastor teaching on, and what's the one thing that you could do after that, right? Is the pastor going to talk about the importance of loving our neighbors? Well, guess what? This is a great weekend to plug your homeless ministry, right? Yeah. And, yes, and say, exactly. hey, if you want to figure out a really practical way of doing that, and it's overwhelming to think about how yeah. to how to love your neighbors in the context of you know how many people just live in your neighborhood. Well, here's a great place to start. Right? Boom! Get people plugged into your homeless ministry. Um, the pastor gets up there and he talks about the importance of kingdom and children and all those other things. That's the weekend to invite people, not to serve at your church, but to get involved in changing the lives Mm -hmm. of children. Say, here's a place to do it. We've got kids showing up every single weekend that are wanting to learn about Jesus. You've got an easy opportunity to do that on the weekends, Yeah, right? This is the place that you do that.
2: And we actually believe that this will increase involvement. Oh, totally. And test it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Try it. Totally. One focus, people will respond differently. And having 18 options. And I
0: know there's somebody who's listening that goes, I don't know what my pastor's talking about until he literally talks about it. And that's a real thing. I say, get a grid, make a grid, put every possible ministry or point of action that you could take. Stick that right there on the back wall or wherever you are Mm -hmm. before you're going up to host and just listen for those keywords. Yes, And he says, homeless. Boom, okay, we got this thing that we're gonna do. He says, Children, perfect. Now you know what you're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. And just target those moments, even if it's you've only got five minutes to come up with it. Mm-hmm. This is a way more effective strategy than pre planning uh, something that is so disconnected, so out of nowhere at a time where people are trying to process. Other information that is already resonating in their heart for them to turn that off and have to turn on some other portion of their brain or their soul or whatever. Uh, this the the information you just gave is super key. You so, know this yeah. could
1: this could have worked really well at the church I visited this last weekend, right before service. Um, this is early September, but they're gearing people in their church to to get involved and get ready to participate in the trunk and treat thing that they do, right? This little is a little neighborhood church. It's yeah. like you drive through. Uh, like residential areas to get to this church. And for them, uh, Trunk and Tree is like a really successful way of getting a couple new families uh, plugged into their community every year. So they go and they make a really big deal about it. Listen, dur- during the actual sermon, they talked about the way Jesus walked around mm-hmm. loving people who weren't like him yeah. and intentionally going out of his way to look for to try and spot the people like Zacchaeus, to try and spot the people who, um, and respond to the people who presented needs of help. That was in the sermon. Mm-hmm. Well, they made a really nice announcement about getting involved in so, and helping volunteer for the Trunk and Treat before the sermon. Listen, what if we just take that one thing that you want your church to do, move it to the very end of service, and we mm-hmm. say, listen, Pastor So-and-so just t- reminded us how Jesus went around and he was always looking for the people um, who need who were who were kind of trying to figure out a way yeah. to get into church. Well, guess what? As a as a church, we've tried to create an opportunity yes. for the people in the neighborhood yeah, to good. take their first step toward us. It's this trunk and treat thing. We think, guess what? You, your basket for candy donations is going to be full the next mm-hmm. Sunday. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I, don't totally even, I don't even it remember will. it, right? Yeah. That, that That is the one big takeaway. You're listening to this thing on a Saturday night, you can make this change tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. and yes. you can have an incredible impact on the way that people get involved in your church over time. Now, obviously, you got a lot more going on that can fit into just one call to action. Yeah. And there yeah. are tons of other things you can do to develop a really clear, legible church communication strategy. Mm-hmm. But this, I think, is one of the biggest changes yes. you can make on the weekend that will help people want to come back to your church right? Not just new people feeling welcome, but the members of your church knowing, hey, anybody that gets up there on the platform is going to have new guests and visitors mm-hmm. in mind. So I feel really comfortable inviting my coworker, inviting my neighbor, because I know when they show up, yeah. they're going to feel comfortable when mm-hmm. it comes to the time talking about money. Yeah. They're not going to be bombarded with 50 things that this church is mm-hmm. doing that they, don't, that they don't care about. They're going to be um, uh, supported in terms of explaining how the service and experience is going to go. I think this is just kind of a win-win cycle because mm-hmm. you may your new guests feel at home and you make your tenders feel really comfortable inviting yeah. their friends neighbors co-workers yeah. whatever to yeah. come check church out yeah so
0: can i just say one so last good. thing uh we're super over time already but uh,
1: you guys i'm a pastor's kid so that yeah. happens
0: <laughs> no but i would say this is uh you can make this change this weekend yes. i would encourage you though to think about this as a part of an overall strategy because there are a lot of other pieces missing and we'll end up doing i was sort of scrolling through uh the episodes that we're going to do we may not get to this this season or not but it's important enough we'll figure out a way to communicate this it may just end up being an episode but the fact that there are people that you need to communicate to differently who are inside your church they know you love you will attend your, mm-hmm. your 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 church things they do need to know about it and be communicated to there's a whole nother group of people who are outside of your church they don't know you they don't attend regularly and they probably don't want to give up their weekend to come do whatever that thing is that you think is really cool for them to do but mm-hmm. you still need to communicate to them and there are strategies and ways yes. to be able to do that and it's mm-hmm. part of the the work mm-hmm. that we end up doing it's really helping to figure out what are the best ways for you to both communicate motivate rally the people who are already inside and then how do you communicate, inform, uh, and, mm-hmm. and invite people who yeah. are outside? Uh, and we'll figure out a way to, 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 to do that information. But this is mm-hmm. one big piece of that whole strategy. All of your communication can't and should not be limited to the platform. Yes, That's the big takeaway. Mm-hmm. Announcements birthday we're going to celebrate so-and-so's birthday like and then the message and then worship and all the rest of that you can't do all of that from the platform if worship is something that you value Mm -hmm. would you rob a seven minutes of worship to be able to inform people about your pancake breakfast that's what you're doing Mm -hmm. if the word of god and and, and 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 being able to communicate the word of god in such a way that it moves people's hearts. Will you rob mm-hmm. seven minutes of that communication in order to tell people that you know the men are going to be uh, eating bacon on Saturday? Mm-hmm. If a prayer is so important to so you good. that yeah. you know and see the power of God happening through that, will you rob that prayer time in order to be able to just make an announcement? That is the trade-off, and that's why this work is worth it.
1: You know, Dex, just hearing your heart in that yes. and and also thinking about how much over time from our planned recording <laughs> that we've been doing this podcast just reminds me, like, honestly, how much we really, really, really care about this. Yes. yes. Here's the deal. I'm, important. Just, I'm just going to tell you guys. I love teaching on this. I love talking on this. I love training teams on these kinds of things, and that's something we do mm-hmm. at Legible Church, and I would be honored if, yeah. if this is something that is resonating with you. We would be super yes. honored if we could have the opportunity to come out and lead some of these training strategy, consulting sessions, Mm -hmm. coaching sessions for the people at your church who get Mm -hmm. up on stage, who are going to have microphones. We've got a lot more content on these. And I just showed you um, a really great way to transition into the moment and ask for money without making <laughs> it awkward. Do you guys see what I'm <laughs> saying there?
2: There you, you go. You can From do it. There you go. From
1: a professional.
2: And you know what? Another thing you did well was always say thank you for giving and thank you for coming and joining us this weekend. And we thank you for that. So we hope that this has been enjoyable for you, that you can stop making announcements on your weekend service yes. times and you can focus on the four pieces of content that Justin offered. A pre-service welcome, a welcome called offering and a call to action. A one focus so people know what to do. They feel at ease and they feel welcome. It's legibility for your service on the weekends. Yeah. And if you'd like to strategize with us about how to communicate to your church in different ways, how to get information out, anything that the guys said today, we'd love to talk to you. You can Legible email me. Church, Yeah. Our website's legible.church. You can email me, Maria, M-E-R-E-A, at legible.church, and I will connect you with all of us here. And we next have, episode, oh,
0: we're talking money, 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 money. Yeah. Money, make
2: money, money, money make sense. Money. Why and how to talk about money, money. in your church. So subscribe, send this along, refer this. We love you guys. Thanks for listening.
1: You guys, are we making enough at Legible Church that we can afford, can we license the Pink Floyd song, Money?
0: No.